Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi everyone, it's me James, and just before we start today, we're going to discuss in quite some detail the being to death of Tyree Nichols by the police in Memphis, and if you don't want to hear that detail, that's totally fine, but we wanted to let you know now, so that you didn't get uh, surprised by it in your morning commute or whatever, so if you want to skip this one, if you don't want to listen to that one, then we are trying to give you that warning ahead of time. Discourse. Discourse. Discourse Mm -hmm. is about podcast. I don't know. It could happen here is the podcast that you're listening to. Uh, If you came here looking for another podcast, then you fucked up. But you fucked up in a good way because that podcast was trash. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here with us today. Uh, Who all who all who, who who's here? Who are you people? We're a little unsure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mia Wong. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm I'm James. Uh, I'm a little unsure about who I am beyond that, but that's who I am. It's I'm, okay. I'm Garrison Davis, and I'm here to engage in discourse. I there's nothing I love more than discourse. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of discourse, today we're going to be talking about. Well, I don't know. It's not really discourse. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about the reaction to the video of the Memphis police murdering Tyree Nichols. Uh, And particularly, we're going to be talking about the uh, the way in which kind of the left responded to this, both uh, online and kind of public channels and actually in the streets, Uh, because I I think there's some interesting stuff here. Um, And I, I think it's kind of worth analyzing outside of uh, you know, the broader conversation about police violence and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Because I think there's some interesting sort of tactical stuff uh, to kind of talk about here. Um, and I, yeah, that's 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 what we're going to be doing today. Um, I, in case you've been kind of stuck under a rock, uh, you should probably be aware that on January 7th, 2023, police from the Memphis PD Scorpion Unit, which was a unit with a very sinister name that existed uh, to effectively over-police a chunk of the city of Memphis. Uh, Yeah. Um, Pulled over Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man. Uh, Tyree was an amateur photographer. Um, He liked uh, skating. He had Crohn's disease. Um, He was just driving around that night. uh, And the encounter, as we would later see on the video, went pretty much immediately violent on behalf of the police. Nichols was beaten very badly, uh, and he died in the hospital three days later. And for the first few days after the killing, obviously, 
you know, this happened, the police did this, and then rumors started kind of spreading in the immediate wake of the beating. But very little was known for certain about like what had happened, um, about, you know, what, why this had, had gotten escalated so quickly. Um, one of the first kind of signs that this was going to become a thing on the national uh, uh, in terms of like the national attention span was when the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the U.S. Department of Justice independently opened investigations into the beating. Um, after reviewing body camera footage from multiple officers on scene, five Memphis PD officers were dismissed on January 20th. Three days later, an autopsy commissioned by Tyree's family found extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating. Uh, outrage around the killing grew rapidly, and it was announced by the Memphis police that body camera footage of the stop and of the beating would be released to the public. Uh, this started the rumor mill really churning up. Um, there was kind of a couple of leaks from people who had seen the footage, I think, who were close to the case, and they all sort of described it as uniquely bad. The term that I heard a lot was that it's worse than the Rodney King beating, Um this is just the way in which people started talking about it. And as more details filtered out, there were conversations around the country, particularly folks on the activist left, who started talking about the need to prepare for what they suspected would be the aftermath of the video's release. Um, and one of the things that was kind of kind of worth discussing here is that in the immediate, like immediately before the video came out, a lot of the conversations that people on the left were having and that people in law enforcement were having kind of focused around the same expectations, uh, which was that there would be widespread protests and rioting as a result of the release of this video. Um, police departments around the country entered high alert, riot squads were prepped, um, and then kind of on the other side of things in sort of open channels on Twitter and Mastodon and in, in person in a number of, of, of different cases, leftists and people, you know, who claim to be that online talked about their expectations too. I heard variations of the phrase, you know, it's going to be a really hot year. This is going to like lead into a particularly aggressive summer on the ground. People are going to make the burning of that precinct in Minneapolis look tame, you know, get your gear together, check in with your friends, everything's about to go off. Um, there was a lot of, of chatter kind of along those lines. And I, I don't know, I, I didn't really speak up too much about this, but my kind of thinking as folks were sort of anticipating the reaction to this was, I suspected that the actual reaction on a mass scale to the video's release was going to be more muted and law-abiding than, than people were expecting at the time. And I, I guess the primary reason that I felt this way was simply that kind of the vibes were off. It just didn't feel like folks were ready for that kind of a response. Um, but I do kind of have a fact-based reason for why I was anticipating that as well. Um, on January 26th, two days before the video's release, five Memphis PD officers were arrested and charged with murder, kidnapping, assault, a bevy of very serious charges. Immediately after that, three firefighters, two EMTs, and a police lieutenant who'd been on scene after the beating were fired for failing to assess and provide emergency care to Nichols on scene. And there's a couple of ways to view what happened here. I think the less optimistic one is that the state simply made a pragmatic decision to throw these guys onto the bus. That's definitely what happened. Uh, the more optimistic way to look at this is that because people had rioted so hard for so long in the wake of George Floyd's murder, the state felt like it had to throw these guys under the bus uh, rather than you know risk another year of rage. And this is also correct. I think both of these things are, are pretty accurate ways to look at what happened. The idea that the release of the footage of Tyree's murder would lead to massive protests was not quite universal, but I did notice that a lot of the people who felt similarly to me expressed the belief that if people didn't riot over what had happened to Tyree, that was due to a mix of liberal cowardice and racism, since most of the officers who beat Tyree to death were themselves black. And I think this is kind of a short-sighted and unfair take, and I'll talk about why shortly. On January 27th, a Friday, the Tyree Nichols videos were released by the Memphis Police Department. Um, along with a lot of you, I watched them all immediately. Um, and you can find, there's a description on my Twitter page, it's currently pinned to my profile of the video, if you haven't seen it but want to know what happened there. Um, to kind of summarize it in brief, it's, it's very ugly. Uh, Tyree is immediately calm as he's pulled over and taken from his car. The police are not calm. Uh, he attempts to de-escalate them. They accuse him falsely of resisting, then they mace him and themselves. Uh, I think in general that the inciting incident for the beating was the incompetent use of mace by these officers. They hurt themselves, they got pissed, and then they beat Tyree. 
because they were angry at themselves for macing themselves. Um, it's also kind of worth noting that uh, a white officer who's since been fired as well uh, also deployed his taser on the young man. There's been some kind of, th- this was kind of left out of a lot of the initial summaries of what had happened. Uh, that guy has now been fired. Um, and yeah, it's it's bad. The video is, is very unpleasant and very brutal. Um, watching it though, I think kind of the thing that struck me most was how much like a normal traffic stop a lot of this was. Um, I think that if, you know, they had gone a little bit less hard and beaten him a little less badly and he had survived, they probably would have charged him with resisting arrest and assault on a police officer. Um, And who knows how the case would have gone. You can hear the police preparing for this eventuality in the footage. One officer claims that Tyree went for his gun. There's no evidence of this in the footage. Uh, And you can kind of hear them all working to get their stories straight after they beat Tyree um, for the inevitable court case. Uh, More officers and emergency personnel arrive on scene as he's just kind of laying there. And none of them seem to find what's happened peculiar or noteworthy, uh, which is interesting because immediately prior to the video's release, police departments around the country all issued statements that were basically identical, condemning the officers who had beaten Nichols, um, saying basically this behavior is unacceptable. These men are bad apples. This is like an extreme example that does not represent policing values. And there's a couple of things that are, are, are interesting about this. One of them is that the actual way in which emergency responders on scene treated the beating kind of puts the lie to that because nobody acts as if anything outside of the normal has occurred. And the other thing that is noteworthy is the uniformity of these these messages by police departments around the country. I have not actually seen that happen before. There was kind of a version of this that occurred in the wake of the George Floyd video, but it was much more cohesive uh, prior to the the release of the, the Tyree Nichols video. Um, That said, there were no widespread riots or acts of property destruction after the video was released. There were protests in a number of cities, most notably in Memphis. Um, But compared to 2020, um, things were very subdued. There was not kind of widespread property destruction or rioting. In Portland, which was obviously the site of intense radical street actions in 2020, there were two fairly small marches. Um, I'm not going to delve into this in tremendous detail, but there were kind of allegations uh, from one of the marches that the larger and less radical of the two was an op designed to take numbers and energy away from the radical march. There were confrontations between members of both groups. And while the overall story, again, is not worth spending time on, the gist of it is that very little happened. Now, this is not kind of limited to Portland, Uh, Atlanta, Georgia is probably the city in the U.S. today that's been the center of the most effective radical protests against law enforcement. And the history of attempts to stop and sabotage the uh, construction of Cop City, which is obviously a massive police training compound in Atlanta's largest urban forest, has been well documented by by Garrison Davis, um, as well as a number of other reporters. Um, I do think it's worth noting that days before the Nichols video was released, Atlanta police shot and killed a forest defender, uh, Tortuguita, and a moderately large protest followed where protesters smashing windows and lighting one cop car on fire. This was the kind of action uh, that I think most of the activists I observed expected in the wake of the Nichols video as well, but we simply didn't see that. I'm just going to butt in here for a little bit, and you'll, 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 you'll hear more about that riot slash protest in Atlanta yeah. next week. Um, I'm putting together a series on it that'll that'll be out soon. But definitely one of the things that was talked about a lot in Atlanta was the upcoming release of this video and, and the potentiality of this video getting released shortly after the death of Tortuguita at the hands of police. Kind of both of these things feeding off each other into a into a similar like 2020 level um uprising and this was like no one was like for sure about this like no one was like saying this is absolutely definitely going to happen but it was something that was definitely thought about um it was something that was definitely considered i think honestly if uh, the the video was set to come out originally on like the monday or tuesday following the big uh, uh uh downtown protest in atlanta um, it was supposed to come out just a few days later, and that that didn't happen. It was delayed once again for further further into the week. Um, I think if it came out sooner, I think that could have fed off momentum in a pretty considerable way. 
I think a few things happened both in Atlanta that in the in the next few days that kind of stunted possible possible further protest. Um, National Guard was deployed. Um, uh, police in Savannah were ordered to start arresting people and shutting down gatherings of over fifteen, uh, specifically for like including vigils. And in Atlanta, obviously, there was people getting really pretty pretty uh, inflated. Uh, high-level felonies and domestic and domestic terrorism charges yeah. simply for being sim- simply for being present at a protest um so i think those th- those things kind of all in all impacted people's ability to like prepare for you know a sequence of protests which there was some in there was some in la for for like a, a day or two the ones in memphis were pretty big but i think they the the timeline in which they released the video is definitely should be considered in terms of when they chose to release it um to like yeah in in terms of like the the state's goal of preventing you know large large-scale protests but that was definitely something that was talked about a lot uh during during uh, like the uh, little over a week that i was that i was in atlanta is because everyone was getting ready for this like if Everyone heard that this is going to be like the worst video that we've seen since Rodney King. Like that, 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 that was the way it was, it was thought up of like on the ground, you know, just like word of mouth being, being passed. Um, and people were definitely like preparing for like preparing themselves for it. Like, like, like thinking, like thinking about like what's going to happen if this is like, if, if this really is the most horrific thing, what is the appropriate response to that? And, and this is kind of a lot of what I wanted to talk around because you have sort of Georgia law enforcement. There's this this riot and the response to that, as well as the response to the tree set is a series of domestic terrorism charges. Um, and then this video comes out and there's not a mass like radical street response to it. And it, it seems to me and Garrison, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that a big part of that is people in Atlanta were kind of not willing to throw more lives and bodies at uh, the police without kind of more of a cohesive plan of what to do, given the severity of the repression that that was being engaged in. I mean, I, um, I obviously can't comment on people's yeah. motivations or like plans for for, for stuff, because that's not something that I would be would be privy to. Privy to, to yeah. Um, so I I. I don't know. There's 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 a lot of stuff. I mean, like, the, I think a, a, a big part of why I heard a lot about it in Atlanta was one because a friend of a lot of, of people who were involved in the forest in the forest defense got killed by police a few days earlier, and two, Memphis is only a few hours away from Atlanta. Uh, like it's 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 not it's 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 not that far. And it, it a big part of the stuff in Atlanta is like solidarity with struggles that are not just in your immediate. V- vicinity and you could argue that memphis really is in the immediate vicinity of georgia um but like that type of um uh cross cross state solidarity is 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 a big part um but yeah i i can i i I could not comment on 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 why why people did or did not choose to do specific things i think that that's that's up for people themselves yeah Um, I wouldn't want to put words into anyone's mouth, but it was kind of interesting because I, I I paid attention a lot to the reaction. And there were a lot of folks talking about how disheartening it was that there were not more of the kind of radical actions that they wanted to see in the wake of the video coming out. And I'm that's kind of the thing I wanted sort of to talk most around because I, I feel very mixed around this. But broadly speaking, I guess I'm glad that we didn't see a repeat of the part of 2020 that was folks standing up in front of cop shops until riot police came in and getting charges against them. Cause I, I just don't think that uh, that works right now. I don't think it works is, is functional anymore. Um, I don't think it actually hurts the state because the, the reaction, like there was a period of time early in 2020, those first couple of months in particular, where you could see the police were off balance, obviously in like Minneapolis with the burning of the third precinct was was this kind of sea change moment. Um, but you could see it in a number of cities that like they didn't really know what was going on and they were themselves concerned with how out of control the situation had gotten. And then 
it kind of morphed later in the year to, I think, a situation they could control very well, where there were these acts of fairly minor property destruction, and then a bunch of people would get picked up and charged. And I, I think that while I understand like the desire to react that way and to do something um, kind of very firm and uh, and radical in response to state violence like this, I'm also like deeply concerned about people not throwing away months and years of their lives yeah. fighting charges. Yeah, I mean, a, a big part of it is is people learning that treating protesters as disposable meat bags to throw against the wall of the state is kind of a bad idea. Um, yeah. And there's, I think, this, this is something that, 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 that was talked about in conversations, just, just like, regarding, like, hey, this video is going to come out, what do you think is going to happen? Like, there's just a lot of, like, casual, casual conversations, but, like, there was a lot, to make 2020 happen, a lot of things contributed to the intensity and the length of those yeah. protests. I yeah. think uh, COVID being a pretty big part. This was a few months into the pandemic. People have been stuck in their homes now for a few months and not really like prepared for that. Like at, at, no. at, at this at this point, we're kind of we're all kind of used to being in our house a lot more now. But back yeah. <laughs> then it was it was new for a lot of people. So I think the oppor the opportunity to get out of the house for what seemed like an important reason, I think was a really big part of 2020 mm -hmm. uh, yeah. people, people being out of a lot of work was a really big part of 2020 because a lot of people did did not have the types of jobs that they might have now did not have the jobs they had like uh, in like the months before it, it's uh, maybe because i can't really think of another example like this from history obviously a lot of uprisings occur when people are suddenly out of work but this was a mix of people I are mean, suddenly out of work and they sudden they all have cash like that, yeah, that which contributed in a lot of ways, because like that, that was, I think, what funded a lot of, you know, people bringing in food and people bringing in like pallets of water and getting gas masks and stuff as they had these sort of checks for, you know, as a result of like COVID relief, um, which was an interesting situation as well that hasn't been replicated since. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I think there's there's another very important factor of this that doesn't get talked about that much, which is just the weather. Like if mm-hmm. if you, if you if you if you go yeah. back and look at when the largest police like largest anti police protests in the U.S. have happened, right? They either start like late spring, early fall, or just the middle of the summer. And the, summer. And the reason, yeah, it, it, like then this is I think a, a, another big. Like, this is this was the thing up in Chicago, right? Was it was just really fucking cold. And I mean, this this affects activist circles, too, but it's like you can't get the critical mass of just regular people in the streets when it's like 20 fucking degrees. I think the, the other side of that is um, just summer vacation of a lot yeah. of a lot of the people who go the hardest at these protests are people in high school. Um, and during winter, fall, spring, kids, kids are in school during during summer uh People have a, people under the age of eighteen have a lot more free time on their hands. So I think that is another contributing factor. Um, and I think there's 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 one other aspect which is very sinister. Um, and but I think is is worth talking about in terms of how of how the state may have been trying to frame this to like to to frame the release of this video um, to kind of like curtail the, 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 the intensity of, of any type of like, um, of a protest revolt or uprising. Now, obviously th- there was like the fucked up nature of like making this feel like a world premiere of like a snuff film. Yeah. was like, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was Extremely like a weird, bizarre. A, a, a weird yeah. aspect, which I think it, it encouraged the video to be, to be something that is consumed versus something that's actually like, watched mm-hmm. and like oh this is a fucked up thing that we that we need to do something about instead it turned it into this like element of consumption and the other aspect for this in terms of a lot of hardcore activists like 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 people who have thrown down in the streets before people who have who have who have seen fucked up shit is that the intensity what was the violence depicted on this video was framed as being extremely horrific being being a very a very unusual a very um uh like uncommon but 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 horrifying display of violence and display of brutality by the police this is this this is what police departments were framing it as this is what the president of the united states was framing Mm -hmm. this as like this this is a case of a few of a few bad actors who who did an, an egregious um but you know uncommon thing and I think when a lot of people who've thrown down watched this video, it just yeah. reminded you of stuff that you've seen before. Like, it, 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 yeah, they they saw a thing they had seen. Yeah, it wasn't. It before. was not shocking in the same way that it was getting framed as. Because what separates this from most of the arrests that happened in Portland during 2020 is very little. Like one or two punches that were that were thrown just a little bit too hard is all that separates this from most like violent police arrests. Like this was not an uncommon display of violence. This was an ordinary, an ordinary yeah. encounter that just yeah. a few things were pushed just barely over the edge. And I think a lot of people watched. Like my first reaction was like, "Oh, like this, this is not as bad as what I thought." Like th- this, and that, that, is, that should be like a condemnation of the police's <laughs> yeah. actions. Like, well, that, right. th- that's why I think one of the most important things to watch is how the other cops who were not present for the beating, but who show up immediately after or at the end yeah. of it, because some of them did watch the others beat him, how they react. Because they're just kind of no like sauntering surprised. around. They're yeah, chilling. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. unremarkable to them. Even the yeah. EMTs, right, who turn up. Oh, yeah, this has mm-hmm. happened. Well, we, we, we do a stand back when this happens. Yeah. Right. Pe- it's, pe- yeah. A the people on night. the ground were not concerned. Like it was not. It, you could you yeah. you could slowly watch because like a lot of this video was not of the actual beating. It was it was of the aftermath. Yeah. Um, and you 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 could you could watch these cops slowly start to realize that maybe they went a little too hard. Like just sl- very yeah. slowly over the course of like thirty minutes. But for a, most of the time they're on the ground, they're like making jokes. They are talking about how fun like how fun it was yeah. to. 
beat up this person. That and is, they're that complaining is about of, macing each other. Yeah, th- th- yeah that, right. that is most of the video. I think it's worth noting, like a couple of things. One, like it's extremely long. Like I, I'm not in the in the way that the the George Floyd video like fits into the attention span of stuff we consume on our telephones at yeah. a time eight when minutes. we consume. It, Eight minutes versus eight, eight minutes versus yeah. like an hour of footage, right? Yeah. If Tyree Nichols had just been seriously disabled, had life-altering injuries, been charged with resisting arrest, all the things that very plausibly could have happened if a couple of punches had handed in a different place, this body camera footage would have been denied under mm-hmm. the investigative exemption, right? They'd have said, "No, we're investigating his resistance of arrest. You can't, you can't yeah. see it," and none of this shit would have happened. And and like. The, yeah, the the normalcy of so much other, other than the outcome. I don't know if that that stripped some of the rage away, but it it it's important context. I think um, a few things. I mean, and, and this is again one of the things that I think you can see from this that is evidence of sort of a positive long term result to and it, it's it's a very mixed bag when I say it's positive, but that is kind of a a a positive sign is that they acted so quickly to throw all of these guys. They they are firing and charging a lot of city employees over this. It's going to be between all of the people fired and all of the people charged, more than a dozen people by the time this is all done, which I can't think of another time when that has happened this quickly over an incident of police violence. And they did yeah. that, not because it's the right thing to do, but because they were scared. Yeah, the, scared. The, the, and again, I, I do, I want to emphasize here, the thing that they're scared of is not that like radical left wing protesters will take to the street. It's that liberals and more Normal or less people. apolitical yeah. people yeah, would like, take to the street. They know that the consequence of, of the cops beating someone to death is that like a, someone's soccer mom will fucking abandon her minivan and swing a sledgehammer mm-hmm. into your cop shop if you don't yeah. fucking do this. Do like give a scapegoat, right? Like do the fair, yeah. the bare minimum. And so the the positive, the thing that I can say that is probably positive about this is that it does show there's still some fear there on their behalf. The thing that's negative is that like, well, it, it worked. Because I, I will say on a moral level, I think a wide variety of radical actions are morally justified uh, by what was done to Tyree Nichols. Now that said, yeah. like back to sort of the point we were making at the start of this, I don't particularly urge or encourage that just because like I don't like seeing people get a- arrested and charged and spend years of their life fighting shit in court um, for the chance to like, let's say, carry out minor acts of property destruction on a cop shop. Um, I don't think like that sort of activism works right now. Um, it certainly doesn't work without the um, without the critical mass of yeah. like liberals sort of behind it, without enough people saying like, we, like, again, you look at like the fact that the burning of the third precinct in Minneapolis is still one of the most popular things in modern American politics. But that was the product of a fairly unique moment. And I, I just don't, I see some positives in like the lingering fear of that moment, but I also don't see the material conditions that make me think it something like that is coming again in the immediate future. And especially because this the, the situation around this video demonstrates how much more effort the state's putting into trying to prevent things from happening before they start. Like there was yep. a, a lot of like interagency work put into having all of these local police departments release statements, having the FBI release statements, having yeah. uh, the president. Himself. Yeah. Like having, yeah. Uh, having the president release statements and it's, it, it, it is all made slightly more bizarre considering that the contents of the video are not the, on, on the level of like uncommon or like rare, rare displays of, of violence that the police do like this is this is this is relatively standard um and that that kind of one thing i've been thinking about is like why did they choose this video like why did they why did they make this one like what were they afraid of like for this video because like other 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 videos have come out in the past few years like other uh, like other police killings have happened like there's police killings all the fucking time but they 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 did a lot of work on this one specifically um and it it's kind it's kind of interesting that like why why they chose this specific video to to dedicate all of this work into because not not only did they like you know deny and stuff but they also they like they like hyped it up they're like you using this as like an example 
Yeah, like, like using this as an example, like, here, this is what bad cops look like. Watch us punish these bad cops. Well, but like, I, I, think, this I, is, I think I think there's a ra- I think there's a huge racial aspect of this, right? Which is that, like, you know, all, like yeah. the, 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 the cops who are getting prosecuted are only the black cops who are involved in this, right? And I, and I, and I, I think that's a huge part of this entire strategy. I, th- I think that's why they framed this as exceptional violence is to play on people's racism, right? And I, I, th- I, I, think, I, th- I think that's what I think part should, of why this is allowed to happen, which was that, yeah, you can it, – it is it, – like – even inside the police, it is a lot easier to throw black cops under the bus than it is to throw white cops under the bus. That's just how the system works. And it doesn't trigger that same, like, visceral response, right, that that we all had to seeing the George Floyd video. I, I don't think quite like, like it, there's, and, there is an age-old tradition of, of white men doing violence to black men on behalf of the state. And, and yeah. but I, I, I think also it's it's also easier politically inside of the police departments because I think I think there would have been a lot more pushback from in, like the police department. Like there hasn't been much that I've seen like internal pushback like from inside of police departments. Against I I I think if it had been five white cops, I think this would have been a huge fight. And I think you would have had like the fucking police union like calling Biden like an anti-cop like whatever. But I I I think I think these were people who they were like we could throw these people under the bus and it doesn't fucking matter because who cares? Yeah, yeah. solidarity I, isn't there for them. I, I think those are. I mean, that's certainly like a significant aspect of why like this was the one they focused on. But I also think a major aspect of it is that it shows and records the reaction of other city employees to this. And you can mm-hmm. see in real time the police putting together um, that, yeah, a that story. Audio. Like it's it, it there's I think a few things about this that are are really unique. Yeah. But um, even yeah, like- I don't know. The it's relatively unusual to have an angle which is not like the body camera, right? Which really, I think yeah. the violence in this was was captured and depicted in a way which was more explicit than you would get from yeah. any individual cop's body camera. And like the fact that they, most of the time when cops kill people, they do it with guns, right? Or maybe yeah. with a taser or something like that. The fact that they took minutes, you know, like you know, yeah. several minutes to beat a man to death is, it is just, it should be, we've, we've said like how this isn't unusual and it's not, but it doesn't mean it's not repulsive. No, uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's like, that's, fucking that's, disgusted by it. It's, it's nightmarish. Uh, yeah. It, it, I just the, want to make sure. That, we, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's even more nightmarish considering how common this is. Cause yes, they did spend a few minutes doing this, but it was really only, I think one or two punches that threw it right over the edge. Like it, it wasn't just punches. The, the, the thing that I think, one of the things that I saw that I think was probably critical in why, he, the baton? he died. No, it was I mean, when they tackled him, his head bounced against the ground with a significant amount yeah. of force. There's a number of, of like a, a perfect storm of factors, right, that went into making this the incident that they talked about and like this the incident that didn't start 2020 part two, I guess. Like it's no one particular thing. It's all these things that led to it. And I do think also like we have Joe Biden as president, right? Like, uh, a lot of the same bullshit is still happening that like we've covered, right? Like we're talking about the cops, talking mm-hmm. about the border, talking about all this stuff, but it's not being shoved in people's faces by uh, legacy media outlets. Liberal folks have not been getting gradually angrier or more upset at like the appearance of vulgarity from the White House. And, and yeah, you know, like, and that's it, also a big aspect of why things went the way they did in 2020 is you had four years of pent up frustration on yeah. behalf of the, a, a, a large group of liberals as well. Although I do, again, I, I don't like pushing kind of the simple narrative here because I, I see that on the left a lot that like, oh, the libs, uh, they stopped coming out because Biden won and they never really yeah, cared. Yeah, yeah, or they, and, and I think that things. like that's there's certainly like a, ch- a decent chunk of people who who showed up because it was the thing to do and were mm-hmm. not committed. But I, I also think the folks who are just like um, – you know, people stopped coming out because they suck. Uh, that's a, that's a little bit of a of a reductive yeah. uh, summary of the take. But I, I think that 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 broad idea leaves out a lot. One of the things it leaves out is that a lot of those those libs and moderates who showed up in 2020 got the shit beaten out of them and got yeah. pretty traumatized and are probably would be willing to get back out again, but are going to need to feel like there's a an, an actual chance of doing something because they understand the consequences of showing up in the street better. 
Um, And they're like, well, I don't want to do the same thing that I just got my ass kicked and there's still cops. Um, There is a decent amount of evidence that for kind of the long term positive impact of getting all those people out in the street and of the fact that so many more people in 2020 witnessed police violence with their own eyes. Um, there's a couple of places you can go to look at this, but I was I was watch, going through a recent ABC News Washington Post poll that showed that from 2014 to 2023, confidence that police treat black and white people equally fell from 52% where it was in 2014 to 39% among Americans. Um, yeah, and confidence hell. that, po- yeah, and confidence that police are, still a lot, man. like what it's too, it's people? certainly too high, but that's a significant change. And yeah. confidence that police were adequately trained to avoid use of excessive force fell from fifty four percent to forty one percent. Um, like and confidence in both of these things fell twice as fast from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three as it did from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty. And that like thirty something percent number is just. That is also just like close to like the number of people who are like active, like uh, like actively hardcore racist. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like about yeah. about forty percent of the country are bigots. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't think the election was real. Think that yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I want to quickly mention that, like, some of those liberal folks as well, like, like, yeah, like this is not a... Th- we don't do like shitting on the libs or whatever it's useless and it doesn't help but like no. a lot of those folks have been out doing other shit too like i've yeah. seen folks who i haven't seen since 2020 like trying to protect trans kids try, yeah. trying to stop bigots shouting at little children going to a, a pantomime yeah. or some shit like they, they've been doing stuff and, and that contributes of course to people being you know fatigued from other actions yeah a large part of what I'm seeing people not being willing to do anymore is like the same shit that they did in 2020 that stopped working, right? It, it yeah, didn't it continue go. to be effective. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think also like, and this, this also, you know, this comes back to like the weather, but the, like the stuff that was happening in the very, very, like the first week where like, I don't know, like the cops lost control of like the, the center of Chicago, right? Like yeah. that, the, the, the kind of people who did that stuff, like, 
aren't really like that those, those aren't those those that was not being done by people who are sort of like political liberals or whatever that was being done by people who like had like very various tiny very tenuous connection to politics at all under normal circumstances and you know like eventually eventually you'll get we'll see something like that again i don't know i mean it took like six six five or six years between like ferguson and 2020 yeah yeah like that that will happen again but that that, that kind of that that kind of stuff doesn't happen that like those those the, the, the kind of people who actually riot very significantly who are not in the sort of like cadre of like hardcore left organizers like they don't throw in that often and a lot of political conditions have to like converge exactly correctly for it to happen and it's just not going to happen most of the time and that's depressing in a lot of ways but like you like that's just that's just what reality is yeah i don't think there's been enough time between cycles in order for things to really pick up because yeah it it does require a lot Mm of people to forget to forget the brutality of what the f- cops did to people and like how yeah, and, and 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 just like material conditions and like mm-hmm. recovering from burnout and it, it creates yeah. it, it like one thing that's been so incredible about atlanta is the level of resiliency because they've not they've not really stopped since 2020 yeah, like they've, yeah. they've, they've like they've they, they've kind of they, they've they've kept going in a very particular way that both like encourages people to like take care of themselves and not to be treated as disposable and i think a big part of that is having like a multi-pronged movement like the movement isn't it's not built around a singular thing like going out and breaking windows or even even just like camping in the forest like the the movement isn't just those things there's a lot of other various aspects so when you're exhausted from one single thing you can move on to one of the other many aspects and like do that as like as your recovery um, and yeah. and have, having that, I think, has contributed to the level of resiliency that we've seen. Um, but I don't think the rest of the states has those types of practices. Mm-hmm. Like people in Portland are definitely still extremely burnt out from from 2020. Jesus, um, and I, I, yeah. I assume a lot of a, a lot of other cities are yep, dealing with similar here. levels of fatigue. One thing I do want to address really quickly is the horseshit framing of this by legacy media again. Like, yeah. The very fucking people who, like, on the day that Derek Chauvin went to jail, retweeted that initial statement where Minneapolis PD, like, basically said George Floyd died of a, a heart attack. I think we had a cardiac condition or something. Um, the very same people who retweeted that statement said, never again are we going to be conned by this shit, are now out there fucking just carrying water for the cops. Like, CNN saying that Tyree Nichols had an encounter with the police. Like, I don't understand what it fucking takes for these people to understand. Like... And I've been like I was on NBC this year trying to persuade other NBC journalists to to maybe critically assess the claims of the police, and, and like here we are again, uh, doing the same shit again. And I, we should we should probably close out here soon. But one kind of final thought that I've had is the other another kind of crucial difference between how this was treated as opposed to uh, the George Floyd video is that the person who recorded the George Floyd video was like a bystander like they 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 were just there and they posted that on their own accord and it was able to grow to it 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 was able to grow traction over the course of a few weeks kind of slowly in like underground um like in like underground communities like you know people who are much more aware of police violence and then that slowly seeped out into the mainstream i think there's a difference in having that type of natural growth of people learning about like hey did you see this fucked up thing that my friend sent me uh we're like right did you like like there's that level of like oh we found this thing that is really fucked up and people need to care about this versus the framing of the police and how they used this as like a world premiere of this like of this of this like yeah. snuff film it's it's like the, there was like a fucking countdown yeah, yeah. to 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 to, yeah. to 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 watch the video and that that immediately frames this as something to be consumed that, that immediately frames this as something like the way to engage with this is to sit down and watch it and then you're done like that that that, that is yeah. the like they're 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 framing this the same way that you would watch like a movie or like a music video drop like that is that is the style of engagement because this video is being published by the police like they are they are they are con- from, from the very start they're controlling the way that information is distributed they're controlling what information is distributed it like creates this scenario where the consumption of the video itself like is the event as opposed to any type of like 
follow-up action or protest or direct action that instead of that being like the action event, the action event is just the consumption of the video based on how it was hyped up as as this thing that was to be like officially released and you like count down for it and then you watch it and you're like, okay, that was it. That was the thing. Um, and I think that does just really impact it when it's like this like sanctioned premiere versus this thing that's spread by regular people. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, it kind of became this act of penance. Like you watch the video, you say, "Holy fuck, that's disgusting!" And then, like the thing is already done, right? Like the cops are already fired, so you just do your penance. You go through the painful thing rather than the George Floyd thing, which was like nothing has been done about this. I've got this organically for my friend, and I'm fucking furious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's very different. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for us today. Um, until next time uh i don't know don't don't let your city name a police elite unit scorpion uh or or anything else uh yeah uh, any like, uh, chicago's yeah. sos Insect. yeah like, <laughs> you can tell it's stuck well, yeah yeah don't have special police no units, maybe. no what if it, no it, cops it, it, what if no cops? yeah I would prefer no cops if you're going to have a special police unit. Maybe call it like the Barney Fife Battalion or something like that. <laughs> um, at least, at least try not to hype them up to be scorpions. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that 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 that. Uh, yeah. uh, fuck. Hi everyone, it's James again, bookending the episode, uh, and I'm just here to ask you again to donate if you have the means, if you're able to. Uh, to relief for people in Syria who are obviously experiencing terrible consequences from this earthquake. Uh, the news cycle kind of moves on, but people's lives don't, and they still need your help. So a couple of places you can donate are the White Helmets. That's whitehelmets.org slash en for English. Syrian American Medical Society Foundation. That's sams-usa.net. Uh, Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders. That's doctorswithoutborders.org. And the Kurdish Ray question, uh, H-E-Y-V-A-S-O-R-U-K dot O-R-G. Those are all great places and we'd love it if you could spare a little money to help people out. Thanks. Bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.